0: how's it going everyone thank you for joining me on uh this episode of best and worst track of the week on the music review podcast my name is josh and today we have uh, the week of august 22nd on the billboard hot 100 where uh, if this is your first time joining me on best and worst track of the week thanks for tuning in uh, all i do is take the new entries into the billboard hot 100 give them all other grade and take one that's the best and one that's the worst um but yeah, it was quite a dynamic week, I think. A lot of interesting things coming in, a lot of other things happening too. Uh, but before that, I just want to let everyone know that uh, a new episode of uh, my album review series is out uh, over the Dreamland album by Glass Animals. I had a, quite a few thoughts on it. I think it didn't feel like it, but it was one of my longest or longest episodes so far. Um, but yeah, and also uh, there are one before that was the Washed Out album as well, if you had not listened to that as well. Uh, just keep in mind, there's also the YouTube channel if you're ever, uh, if the podcast isn't convenient to stream, um, YouTube, um, I have uh, the Music Reviewer channel. Uh, just search the Music Reviewer podcast, um, and then maybe the episode you want to tune into, but the channel is active, it has the same logos. Um, but yeah, let's get right to it. So as predicted on last week's episode, the uh, number one track of the week uh, on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, unsurprisingly, is Walk by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Um, Obviously, the music video uh, probably gave it a boost, and also the uh, song... uh, the contents of the song are just you know were controversial. It was going to happen. Um, other things that I thought were interesting: uh, mood swing with uh, by Pop Smoke and with T.J. is still moving up to seventeen. Um, I don't know what's up with that. I, I thought it was the worst track of the week um, when it entered. So uh, again, the general the general public consensus is against mine. Uh, same thing with the uh, Kane Brown be like that featuring Sway Lee and Khalid uh, moving still moving up to thirty seven. Uh, Yeah, Uh, that was the worst track of the week as well. One week, Um, Should Probably Go to Bed Uh, is actually proving to be uh, what I'm saying about it. I thought it was a terrible song. I Should Probably Go to Bed by Dan Shea. Felt hard at 60. Um, Seems like that people are probably getting the gist that it's not going to be a hit. I don't know. Uh, Another thing is AJR keeps on moving up to 69, slowly but surely. Don't know when that momentum is going to slow down, but a band like AGR generally doesn't stick around too long in the Billboard Hot 100, so something's up with that. Um, Parker McCollum's pretty hard. It's still coming up at 77. That was uh, one of our best tracks of the week one week, um, so I think that's nice. Um, Mo- Movie Hips um, by Asap, Ferg, and uh, Nicki Minaj went down hard to 99. Uh, like, I, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Um but, yeah, I think those were the things I was uh, kind of felt were interesting. Um, but, yeah, let's get right into the uh, song reviews. So we start uh, with uh, Bitch from the South by uh, Mulatto. Uh, sorry, Mulatto. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Um, came in quite low, but um, interesting artist. I guess she's just up and coming female rapper. Uh, interesting title for her uh, artist name as well, uh, her stage name, kind of thought that was a derogatory term, but I guess if she's I guess self-imposing on herself, it might not be, but uh, nonetheless, uh, the song itself uh, kind of reminds me of a trend that's going on with female rappers in particular right now, uh, after the success of Bodak Yellow, a lot of them are just trying to recreate that. Also, I thought the track was a little unoriginal. It samples my 6-4, or at least it sounds like it takes from the melody heavily. Megan Thee Stallion literally just did that with her last single. Um, that didn't feature Cardi B. Uh, and I got to say, the song really doesn't uh, distinguish itself uh, much, other than it's a, just a different rapper. Uh, it kind of, uh, the production-wise, the bass hits sound a little weak at times. It might not be a terrible thing, but... Um, I felt like if it's going for that sound, might as well just uh, go all out. Um, it's that definitely I'm a bad bitch rap style. Um, the flow and delivery does get better towards the end, so I think the performance does have a bit of charisma, um, but it just seems derivative of what Megan Thee Stallion just did, and overall just trying to it's just trying to catch the uh, attention that Bodak Yellow did at one point for Cardi B. Uh, the beat's unoriginal, Um, little to no nuance on that, Uh, it becomes a little bit of drab, and uh, yeah, I gave this song a C. Next track came in, uh, a couple spots up uh, over the bitch from the south was Some Girls by Jameson Rogers, Jameson Rogers is a up-and-coming country artist, but he's not, like, this young, like, uh, gleamy-eyed, you know, young talent, he's he's middle-aged, and I guess he's been in and out of the country scene for a while, but this is seems like his first make breakthrough hit. Uh, the song overall is okay. It does sound overly generic at times, and uh, generic at times. And I, I would say Roger's voice is a little undistinguishable, and I think that's been really important when you're singing country, uh, just so someone's not listening. Once, just so that when someone's listening to your song, they don't think it's another country artist. And I think this could easily be happen in a song like this. Uh, the, the track utilizes like elements from, like, 2010's Bro Country with just a little bit less on the bro, but the song's uh, topics are, is about a girl, and it's about, like, superficial things that happen when you break up, um, <clears throat> uh, at least it's superficial on the surface when it's sung about in a, a country song, uh, it might mean more to him. The track is structured with a slight instrumentation that coats the track, uh, especially in the beginning. There's some pretty simplified acoustic guitars that are in the intro. The organ, when it comes through, sounds nice. Um, however, when the, the song develops and the chorus comes in, those mids just keep, get buried. And then everything else is just kind of squashed by the drums uh, and the voice and everything that's interesting that's happening. or Anything interesting happening just kind of gets covered. Um, I do like that it utilizes some pretty practical country electric guitar elements from 2010s. I tend to like that aesthetic, um, stuff that you would hear like on a Thomas Rhett song around that time. Uh, I just say it's kind of indistinguishable. I don't see how this, uh, breaks out any further. I'd say it's a C plus. Next track was, uh, by Rod Wave. The track was titled Freestyle, um, I had not been on this series. I have not really been too into the stuff that Rod wave comes out with. Um, a lot of it I've seen a lot of it at times I'd say was uh, just not too, uh, distinguishable to me either with the, the trap percussion and some of the songs and I guess Rod Wave's voice, but uh, he has two tracks on this week that came in and they really surprised me. I really do like what's going on on these tracks. Um, Freestyle has kind of this two thousands r and b aesthetic. It has like this accompanying piano instrumentation uh, that would have been used during that time as well. Um, I think it's a little bit charming. Um, I like the little electric guitar embellishments that come in and out it just it just gives a refreshing breath of uh, like something new going on in RB there's not just like some stupid trap beat on here uh, there's actually some sort of like original composition uh, the flow in singing is performed tastefully I think it's quite sensitive at times uh, there are elements that are like post Malone like but it keeps its own uh, I guess charm uh, the trap percussion isn't overbearing either. Uh, there's actually some space in the track. I gave it a B plus. The next track was Mood featuring Ian Dior and 24K Golden. Uh, I really don't know too much about these artists. I had, I just did a slight research on Ian Dior. I've heard of 24K Golden before. I guess Ian Dior is an up-and-coming uh, trap pop uh, rapper um, that's from Corpus. I was born in uh, Puerto Rico, uh, I'd say this song is just very derivative of, like, this, uh, like, landing Cube and Little Skies. It's regurgitative, like, their style, and that collab album they did. Um, the track overall, the instrumentation production's okay. I like the playful guitar riff that it's structured around. It's definitely pop trap and uh, pop trap, and it kind of has, like, this fuckboy trap aesthetic, I'd say. Um, especially with the songs, uh, content and the lyrics. Uh, overall, I think it's just a little bit der- derivative as well. Um, I feel like Ian Dewar stands out, stands out a little bit more compared to Twenty Four K Golden. Um, but to me, his his verse was just a little too short, and it just didn't really do much for me. Um, the soft aesthetic overall, um, with this like bubblegum poppiness, uh, nothing too hard about it. Um, uh, just didn't really gravitate towards my taste but i gave this a c uh the next track was a lot of the same thing um my ex's best friend with machine gun kelly and black bear uh, i know machine gun kelly machine gun kelly i think it's the first time i'm talking about him on here he's been doing his thing for a while as like this alternative white rapper and black bear, uh i didn't even bother looking him up too much i think a long time ago i read he's just this producer Uh, up and coming that's, uh, you know, making his rounds in the pop scene, but, uh, boy, was this song, uh, I guess, okay, I mean, it was really boring on some moments, um, a lot of it's just post Malone ripoff stuff. It's guitar based instrumentation as well with the trap beat over it. It's a little pop punky, especially in those, on those moments when machine gun Kelly is like singing, it actually outshines his rapping. And I feel like this is what the downfall of it is. Any rapping or R&B trap and uh, moments um, are just kind of boring and generic. Um, I feel like Black Bear seems like the weaker link on this song. Um, But when that pop punk aesthetic kind of comes through, it's not a bad track. But overall, I didn't think it was anything too special. I gave it a C as well. Uh, Next track was a bit of a surprise as well. I thought it was by Ava Max, an artist that I was uh, anticipating to be either a female rapper or just another rapper. Um, The track is titled Kings and Queens. This track was quite good. It had an obvious Lady Gaga influence in the chorus. It has this upbeat and poppy aesthetic as well. Um, It kind of holds true to those normal pop aesthetics too as well. There's no trap beats in it. There's no overly seductive pop tropes like in an Ariana Grande track. Um, And the message of the track is great as well. I had to do some uh, research on Ava Max. Apparently, she's a pop artist that had a song that got kind of big in 2018 the title of the track was sweet but but psycho i think it came out in 2018 and i did some research and apparently that was a single to the album that's supposed to be dropping for, i think it's september yeah, i guess it's an artist with a little bit of label trouble or her album keeps on getting pushed back but i think this track was great i didn't think anything was wrong with it um i like the electric guitar interlude that happens in the track it sounds like a josh homie guitar performance um and the obvious um, i guess influence from lady gaga is nice but it's not overbearing as well i thought it was a good track so i'll be looking forward to that album when it drops i gave this one an a minus it almost got best track of the week actually uh, the next track uh, charted quite high as well. It didn't quite get number one, but this was "Smile" but Juice World in the weekend. This track has the standard Juice World song topic uh, with being depressed, and it's a little bit self-deprecating in the mood as well. Um, at times, the chorus can feel a little like robotic, especially how Juice World sings things. And there's a huge contrast with like when the weekend comes in and sings um it feels like almost a completely different song Uh, but overall it has like the dark you know mysterious moments and a juice world track um it has a nice instrumental but at times it's just buried under the percussion in that sub bass so um overall i think it probably could have just been uh, touched differently uh overall the message of the song is is decent i like the string passage at the end i thought that was quite lovely and i gave it a b plus Uh, The next track is WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Of course, we're going to cover this. Um, I don't think this is a bad song overall. Cardi B sounds a little bit better from when I last heard her. I was not a fan of her uh, debut album. In terms of how she holds her own against, uh, you know, rappers in general, let alone female rappers, I think she lacks in her technicality. Her delivery and flow is pretty, uh, I guess, monotonous. It's... To me, it sounds practically the same on uh, every song. So I do have issues with Cardi B in general, but I do think Megan Thee Stallion is kind of a superior rapper. Um, And and this track, I still can't get over Cardi B's delivery and the obvious interference her accent does when it bleeds into her delivery. Uh, I know it's probably not her fault, but it just doesn't sound good to me. It it really doesn't. the way she enunciates things just bothers me. Uh, and then when Megan Thee Stallion comes into this track, she just sounds miles better uh, than her, and she has better flow, more technical talent, has a dirtier delivery with more enthusiasm. And I will say that Cardi B does get better by the second verse. Um, and the production is quite minimal, too. It's skeletal. It's like sparse production percussion, and it's just played over the sample. Um, but overall, I do like the track. Uh, the track's energy and topics, I think they're pretty uh, pretty entertaining. I gave it a B plus. <clears throat> All right, so now we got to the part where we are worst track of the week. Um, I've I got to say, this week, really, I really struggled finding something that was the worst, because there's just so much generic things, uh, like the Ian Dior and 24K Golden song, and then the Black Bear Machine and Kelly. And then even the Mulatto song. Um, but this just kind of bothered me. This track here, La Hipeta, uh, by Neil Garcia, Anuel AA, My Towers, Bry, and Juanca. This is a regatone track that recently had a remix, um, did, I guess a remix released uh, from the original track. And um, I think this is the only reason why it's charting, because the remix, uh, the artists that, ad- that were added on here, Bri and Juanca, are miles um, ahead of like any performance that were on the original track. So uh, it's understandable, but that just calls for a elongated track over this boring beat, a generic reggaeton beat at that, uh, with one of the reggaeton's most, I guess, static and like uninteresting artists, Annual AA, uh, from what I heard of him. Uh, and it just kind of just comes out to this lackluster, flat track. Um, it just has too many features um, after the remix version, uh, and then it takes advantage. The track is a little obnoxious at the beginning with like this chipmunk sample hook thing. Uh, the weird, uh, it's weird seeing that a song without Bad Bunny, Ozuna, R. J. Baldwin charting, and I like that, but but the opportunity here is wasted because I don't see the song. Really having much significance, unfortunately. The juanca and bry parts are the best parts of the track because they actually demonstrate some rap skill and they sound distinct in the features. Um, the instrumental is overly simplified and a bit skeletal. The reggaeton beat and a melodic ostinato that structures the track are just so repetitive, and I guess they're because they have to be. And unfortunately, I don't mean to pick on this guy, Annual AA, but unfortunately, he seems like he has a knack for boring tracks. So this was the worst song of the week. I didn't hate the track. but I just thought it was boring and too long. But on a side note, uh, now we are to, not on a side note, but now uh, on to the best track of the week. So we end on a positive note. I'm really happy I discovered this song and that the song was on here, um, especially since I was kind of uh, not expecting it. A letter from Houston by Rod Wave. Um, I don't know why this track resonated with me so much. Um, It could just be my own taste, probably my own taste. I don't know if this uh, is really going to be that big of a song, but um, I love the classic 2000s R&B aesthetic that his last, that this song has. And also the last one did, but this one just, it kind of just appeals to those emotions on this track. Um, It has a sensitive bass guitar in the intro, a light guitar in the mix. The piano instrumentation is charming as well. Uh, It doesn't, it just does everything tastefully not to get in the way of the vocal performance as well. Uh, it's just a song about being in love with someone and just missing their partner um, and, you know, reminiscing about, you know, uh, missing someone and uh, what makes a relationship special. I love the background vocal embellishments uh, and later when the track later develops. It sounds really pretty. Um, the vocals are performed with passion and sensitivity and they're performed well. Uh, He's a good vocalist when he really uh, tries to uh, hit his, uh, you know, his higher register and and his loud belting comes out well. I gave this track the track of the week. Um, I'm kind of hoping this kind of catches on if Broadway becomes bigger because God knows does uh, pop music need uh, some sort of mix up, uh, especially with all the trap that's going on. Um but yeah, this is uh best and worst track of the week for the week of august twenty second uh, I'll catch you guys next week and thank you for listening if you made it this far. take care of yourselves so just a brief note right now when I was going over my YouTube channel, I just wanted to change the thumbnail on this week's best and worst track of the week because I thought it was, the one I made was horrendous uh I, anyways um uh, I realized that I made a mistake when I was talking about the Lahibeta remix. The original track featured Neil Garcia, Bry, and Juanca, uh, not Onwell, AA, Mike Towers, um, and I think I stated it vice versa. Uh, despite that fact, it's still not a very good song, and it makes me dislike it even more, because that means the... Remix was featured the Anwell AA and the Mike Towers feature which in my opinion those parts were the worst so the remix is just utterly useless and it was up there for a name brag to make the song more relevant I think Um, but yeah that's just something I wanted to uh, put in here just to keep the integrity of the information uh, somewhat accurate so thanks